Hello everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Christian Professionals Network. I'm so excited. It's been one month, literally exactly one month since we recorded our last podcast because we went on a Jesus getaway in the whole of August. But I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited to be back and excited to connect with all of you virtually. Thank you to everyone that listens every week to our podcast and shows up also every month for our clubhouse messages. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We do not take it for granted. And um, it's a privilege to share God's word to you as Christian professionals. And um, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome to Christian Professionals Network. My name is Chime Ohadasa. Um, I have to I have the privilege of being the convener of this platform where we raise, teach, and train ethical, excellent professionals who would take over their respective industries and workplaces by practically applying Bible-based principles to achieve results. So I'm going to go straight to it. And we are starting out the month of September, our first podcast, with the message that I choose to call Willing Troops. And um, our text or focus scripture is going to be from Psalm 1110. So we're actually going to read three scriptures for this particular podcast today. Um, we're going to read Psalm 1110 verse 3. I'm just going to call out the scripture so you can um, save or reference them later. Psalm 1110 verse 3, Psalm 20 verse 1 to 3, and Ecclesiastes chapter 4, I think is about um, is verse 9 to 10. And um, I'll start with Psalm 1110 verse 3. It says, um, I'll just probably start from verse 1 anyways. It says, The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool at your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. That's where we're really going. Arrayed in holy splendor. Your young men will come to you like dew from the morning womb. Have you ever been in a situation in the workplace where you goofed? You know that you goofed, like you made a huge mistake, you messed up. If you haven't yet, you will. it will happen. Or someday, sometime, sooner or later than you think. But at some point in your career and professional journey, because we are human, because we are fallible, because we are flawed and not quite perfect, even though we are growing in God, because we are fallible and we are flawed, we will make mistakes. And guess what? Even on your professional journey, you would goof at some point. For some of us, we have done it a number of times. <laughs> not once, not twice. Raise your hands with me if you have had quite a number of goofs in your career journey and pathway so far <clears throat> and then it's okay sometimes it's honest mistakes sometimes there are choices or decisions or actions taken out of just blind ignorance or not knowing better sometimes you actually willingly walk into the potholes and the plunge pools but whichever the case there will be times in your journey as a professional as a christian professional where you will goof where you would make mistakes either intentionally or uh, most the word now is out just basically an honest or outright mistake but whichever the case when your day of battle comes so this scripture i'm going to break it down in three days three ways don't we say your troops will be on the day of battle the day of battle there are, there are three dimensions it can take for the purpose of this podcast but i'm going to focus on one and that is when you goof or when you make mistakes 
day of battle one is you have a huge task projects that you are trying to deliver or push forward and you need support you need people to speak for you in the tables where you cannot reach or where you do not sit it's still the case of winning troops you basically have something you have a conquest you have something to conquer a milestone you're trying to make a case for something whether it's for yourself whether it's for your team whether it's for a project you're trying to get approval for a budget to deliver a project you're trying to get approval for your team for a budget you're trying to then push forward approval for promotion for yourself for your team members for a race anything whatever represents a project when i say project it's not always necessarily task based in terms of the technical work at times as a leader or as a head of department as a team lead in any capacity it could be also making a case for your team maybe you want a certain budget allocation to deliver on the project or tasks or your kpis for the year or you need a raise for your team members because of the economic realities or you have team members that are due for promotion whatever it is that signifies a conquest you need willing troops because there will always be tables as you grow it's just that hopefully as you grow on your career path and journey there are fewer tables that you do not sit on but whether you are starting out your career journey or you are mid-career or you're quite senior or you're in between or you're already management staff there are still there will always be tables that you don't sit on just yet that you do not have access to at that particular point in your journey there were times in my career that there were tables i did not have access to there were probably three four five six seven tables and layers down it's just that as you grow in your journey as you grow in leadership as you grow in skill as you grow in your role the tables ideally should get fewer if you were seven or eight tables down you are promoted to a more senior role you should be six or five tables down it just keeps reducing but at any stage there will always be tables that you do not have access to most times where you also require decisions to be made on your behalf you need willing troops you need people that will speak for you you need people that will put in a good word for you even if you are fighting for a team there are always limited resources. Why do? Why is there office politics in the first place? I think I've said this a number of times. Because one, there will always be the tussle for power and influence, and then there will always be limited resources. If there were unlimited resources, then office politics will not probably be as strong as it is. So you need willing troops. That's one, when there's a conquest. And then the second one is basically when you make mistakes. When you make mistakes when you goof like we say in the professional world when you are outrightly goofed whether intentionally or unintentionally there was a goof and sometimes it varies in scale sometimes people make mistakes i've been on a project oh my goodness i've been on a project this was maybe about eight years ago ballpark around eight years ago where the goof was when you say <laughs> epic enterprise-wide goof i was among the team of the goofers the types were heads roll literally it cost the company huge amount of money i don't even want to if i mention the amount honestly thinking of it i still cringe but still one of the greatest learning points that i had in terms of change management as a role and as a function it made me understand that particular goof it was a collective goof so maybe it's also made it easier but it was a huge goof but the learning point and the take out was it was at that point in my career that i learned 
about the importance of stakeholder engagement and stakeholder management in any process, especially change management processes. So uh, if, if you've listened to our platform long enough, you know that I cannot overemphasize the importance of identifying and engaging your key stakeholders. Everybody's not your stakeholder. I'm not saying that you should choose how you relate to people or segregate because, okay, this is not my key stakeholder. But it's important. You, you, are, you are wise. You are, you are basically wiser by identifying the key stakeholders that you need. The willing troops that will be willing to fight on your day of battle because your day of battle will come. Whether it is a conquest, like I've explained in the first phase, or a mistake which we are focusing on. The third one is maybe you need to make a move. Jobs, you need to get a new job. There's this juicy opportunity within your organization or outside your organization. And you need someone to put in a good word for you. People don't like to naturally hire strangers unless you are really exceptional and you are headhunted. Even if you are that exceptional, somebody must have spoken for you. People generally don't like to hire people that nobody can speak or vouch for. So at times, if you're not getting the job, you're not getting the opportunity, you should check really. You should assess your troops. Do you really have willing troops? 90% 90% of the jobs that I have gotten, that God has given me so far, has been through willing to, to refer. Somebody has referred someone, someone that knows someone that knows someone. Sometimes, sometimes they don't even know me directly. They have encountered or engaged with me, whether in technical capacity or in a personal capacity. So that's the third part. But today, like I said, I'm focusing on, the, on when you goof. Because you will goof. You are not perfect. You are flawed. You are fallible because you are human. Yes, we have the help of the Holy Spirit. And that's why he also helps us. He says his strength is perfect in our weaknesses. But when you goof, whether it's intentionally or just an honest mistake, you need willing troops. So I was speaking about a project, enterprise-wide goof. It was huge, costly. We had regulators. There was a lot of problems. And honestly, if God had not helped me build willing troops during that project... I'm not sure if I would have been exonerated in, from the consequences because I was part of the core working group. And what I'm telling you, it was a major, as in we had to shut down a project that had cost us millions because of stakeholder engagement gaps. And fortunately for me, and I didn't even know this much then, I'd not, I was still just coming into the consciousness of working as a Christian professional and doing careers ministry. God just helped me at that point to build willing troops. I had to, I built strategic relationships while we were working on that project. Some outside the call, the team that I was working with, and there was there was a rift. There was several rifts actually, not just one. And I was intentional and not being caught in the middle. You know that thing you do. My my head of function is not talking to this head of function, and automatically you buy the fights. You have better be wise. If I had done that, trust me, I would have been caught in the crossfire. I saw that there was a potential for. A crossfire, and you know what they say when two elephants are fighting. Guess what suffers? The grass. So I refused to be the suffering grass because I saw that fight coming. So I was intentional in building relationships across board. Both the ones at that time that my people manager, they were having a power tussle issue. I refused, I was very intentional. I refused to get in the middle. I refused to be a, a what they call it, a cat's paw. I refused to be a pawn because the pawn most times will not be the one that will be dispensable and disposable. By the time the consequences came down, I was exonerated because I had intentionally built willing troops. So, 
There are days you will goof. There are times you will make mistakes. Some mild, some severe, some highly significant for the enterprise. You had better build, we or you better had built willing troops across all levels and cadres, especially in the tables where you do not have access just yet, because that's where decisions at times are made. So it's very important, and I, I'm sure you you've we've emphasized the story of Vashti enough. We've talked about it extensively. In, in our stakeholder management conversations, I think both on Clubhouse and even some of our podcasts. One of the reasons why Vashti went down and lost her role, her job, was because she had no willing troops. She had not, she knew all the critical stakeholders. She knew the people that her husband or her line manager in this case engages to make decisions. She did not have a good relationship with any of them. For the fact that there were seven men and not one person could speak for her, she had no willing troops on her day of battle. She goofed, yes. In subordination, she goofed, but there were no willing troops to speak for her. Even the interns that work in the king's department, nobody could speak for her. Esther knew better. She came still building her willing troops. Nehemiah had willing troops. David had willing troops at some point. Sometimes they were willing, sometimes they were touch and go. But for the most part of it, he had willing troops. He had mighty men, people that would go to war, that would fight with him. He's the one that wrote this. Yes, there's sometimes they also betrayed him. When one time they were contemplating stoning him, he went to encourage himself in the Lord. So your first troop, really, of course, by, by default, is God, the Holy Spirit. Our ever Remember, the Bible says the Lord is our ever-present help in time of trouble. So it's your number one, it's your ultimate willing troop first. And then you now pray for wisdom for him to open your eyes to see the human ones. Because the Bible says he will send you help from Zion. You send you help. The help is human beings that are used to help. If she goof in the workplace, it's not angels that will necessarily come down. He will look, what are the relations, where's the credit you have built in relationship across all cadres, please, both in the tables where you have access to and the ones you sit on and the ones that the people that are dependent on you don't have access to. Because at times, it's a, it's a, it's a Neyman's house help or intern that might just be the key to his um, deliverance and promotion. So it's across all cadres. So it's very important that you have winning troops on your day of battle. It's very, very, very important. When you goof, you always need people to speak for you, to fight for you, and to make a case for you. It's unfortunate if and when you goof and there is nobody, you have not built credits. You have not built credit with anyone, not senior management, no middle management, not even across your peers, nobody can speak for you. Nobody can be willing to fight with you and for you. So it says, say your troops will be willing. It says, let me read it in NLT. When you go to war, your people will serve you willingly and your strength will be renewed each day. There'll be time that you need willing troops. Let me read Psalm 20 and Ecclesiastes so we can round this up, wrap, wrap this up quickly. Um, Psalm 20. I'm going to read the New King James. It says, May the Lord answer you from verse 1. May the Lord answer you day of trouble. You have day of trouble. You see, like you can't escape it. In this life, your life, you have challenges. You will make mistakes in the workplace. You will make it can have varying levels of significance, but you will goof, like we call it in the professional world. You will goof at some point. If you have not goofed, you are you will goof at some point. You will goof soon. If you have goofed, you know what I'm talking about. And there's no guarantee that is it's not a one-off you would have several goof touch points at various phases of your career. So you're better continuously and consistently build willing troops. It says, may the Lord answer you if you have trouble. 
may the name of the God of Jacob defend you. Remember I said our ultimate and most willing truth will always, always be God. He's always on our side. Remember Romans chapter 8. If God be for us, that's the first being that you need to be on your side. The first and ultimate. So he says, may the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary. He sends you help through people. May he send you up from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember your offerings. Even God said, as he's helping, he's remembering, ah, you have done this for his house. Remember, there was this king, what was that king again? No, that, um, is it Hezekiah? I can't remember. No, no, it's not Hezekiah. What's the name of that king? I can't remember. That's, they had told him to put his house in order. He was going to die. He wanted to remind God, look at what I've done, look at what I've done, look at what I've done, look at what I've done. And that's how we negotiated. <laughs> when I tell you that everything is in the Bible, these negotiation skills we talk about, he started in the Bible. He negotiated well and God said, okay, well, you brought a strong case. So it, it makes sense. Okay, I'll give you 15 extra years. You're not going to die now, now again. I can't remember what's the name of that king again. He, the prophet had come to tell him, you're going to die. He said, I've done this, I've done this. Remember my sacrifices. I've delivered this milestone. I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. God, okay. Yeah, yeah. God was like, okay, you're making a strong case. Yeah, you get 15 years. So you must. Even God builds, as he needs us to build credit with him. Credence and credit. You know what I mean, really, when I say credit. So you must be intentional. Don't always be in debit in work relationships. Value relationships as much as results. It should not and it must not be either or. Relationships over and results over relationships or relationships only, no results. Because even if you have winning troops, if they don't have, if you're not giving them anything to fight with, you're not arming them, you have not delivered anything, you have not, you're not result-oriented, you're mediocre, you're lackadaisical in your work, what are they going to do? You have, you, have, you have winning troops and then they have no armor. You're still, you're basically still at a deficit. So it just, you must balance it out. Relationships and results. That king, oh God, his name escapes me now. He made his case. Look what I've done. Look, 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 look what. Even Bible says it. God says it in the Bible. I think it's Isaiah. He says, bring your case. He says, present your case. Bring forth your strong reason. Isaiah 1, 18, God said, come, let's reason together. God is willing to reason with you. So why do you think that you should not build cred- credibility, credit, and credence with people? He says, God will remember your offerings and accept your He will remember, ah, this my child has done this, has done this and done this. So, so the day you goof, you make mistake. In the tables, especially in tables where you don't have access to. Ah, one director remember that, ah, this girl helped me with this project. Ah, this girl was on my team for this and she was one that helped deliver that. Oh, she was on that because of her, we identified that gap. That thing would have cost us X amount. Oh, she really, because of um, her um, efficiency in terms of... Um, um, consolidation or what's that thing they call it again? No, because words escape me. Basically, because of our efficiency, we're able to save operational costs by X amount. Let people have credit and credibility and credence with you. So the day you fall, the last scripture is Ecclesiastes chapter four. It says two are better than one. Another, yes, we use the law for marriage, but the part I'm going to, I think, is verse nine. It says, "Woe to him that falls and has no one to help him up." It's a shame that someone falls and has nobody. Vashti fell and there was nobody willing. There was nobody willing or available to help out. So please, as you go to work today, value relationships as much as results. It should not be either or. Don't build any relationships and deliver no results. Then you will have willing troops with no armor to fight for you. Then if you value only results over relationship, 
you will have armor but no troops to carry that armor to fight on your day of battle because no matter how good and excellent you are one day i dare say several times you will goof and you will need winning troops so i pray that god will give you the wisdom to ensure that your troop is always willing and armed to fight for you on your day of battle i hope this blesses someone i hope this blesses several professionals today i'm wishing you a very splendid week i'm excited that we're back and i'm happy to say see you again next week have a splendid 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 day go build and arm some troops in your various workplaces bye